I yeah, I think we're good. We're recording. I have my, I got my drink. I have my. Do you know? Actually, I had a, I had a, a real kind of moment of realization the other day. I was, I was, it was a morning last week, and I was particularly tired, and I had to go and get up and kind of go about the day, and I was not ready to be awake. So, most you know me, I don't drink coffee, anything like that. So, where most people might have a cup of coffee, I maybe would normally have a little sugar-free Red Bull or something like that. You know, and it's rotten stuff, and I hate, and I only do it in the most desperate of situations. But on this particular morning, I was kind of looking at the little sugar-free Red Bull, and I was, I don't think you're going to be enough this morning, <laughs> son. And I was looking at the rest of the shelf and kind of, well, I have, but I have a monster, and I've never bought monster for some reason. I just some always looked at it and just kind of gone, no, I don't. And then I it actually hit me on that morning last week why I don't buy a monster because those cans of monster are a pint. Yeah. Of energy drink. Yeah. It's a pint of yeah. sugary energy. It's way too much. Yeah. No, I'm into it. I'm into it. If I'm going to put myself through it, I'll, I'll go for the pint. I'll go, I'll double down. Go a for it. Pint. Imagine going up to a bar and can I get a pint of Monster? <laughs> yeah. Well, like, uh, that's a joke from the in-betweeners. We're like, doesn't a pint seem like an awful lot? Like, you wouldn't go up and drink pint after pint of orange squash, would you? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? We're talking about that. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> but it, I feel like there's the exact same amount of caffeine in a small Red Bull as there is in a full monster. So if you need a quick hit, I feel like a Red Bull. The uh, problem with Red Bull is the taste. Yes. I love the taste of Red Bull. Oh, I, I have almost brutal. acquired it now. But though I was on your page once upon a time where I just thought, this is the, this is something I'd rather lick the carpet. Like, Yeah, yeah honestly, you know, God. I was as well. I'm on the exact same page. I love it now, though. Do you? Yeah, I, don't, I, I wouldn't say I love it. I love it. I wouldn't say I love it, but I'm coming around to not hating it. No, it's nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice. It's Did nice. you buy the monster? Huh? Did I feck? I put the Red Bull. <laughs> light. Red Bull I light. I didn't want a pot. I was having a little breakfast and I had a little uh, bacon sandwich and stuff that I'd made. I was like, I don't want to eat it. I don't want a pint of Monster with my bacon sandwich. <laughs> what? What's happening to my life? <laughs> right. Anyway. Right. <laughs> Kieran saying, shut up, These Luke. These cold opens <laughs> are going to become the whole episode soon. <laughs> I have some proper news, lads. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, I was at the All-Ireland Final on Sunday. Yo! Is my revelation about the volume in a can of Monster not proper news? <laughs> no, Luke. Dublin versus Kerry is, is proper, proper news. <laughs> it was a this, proper final, we all. It was. It was Dublin-Kerry, a great occasion. Proper heavyweight contest. Luke obviously knows who won. Huh? Dublin won. <laughs> oh, very oh, good. good man. Do you think, I, just because I maybe, you know, don't... Uh, don't do the operation doesn't mean I don't keep my finger on the pulse afterwards. Like, do you know that strikes me a bit like you know how like if you're not Christian but you still do Christmas, yeah. But you're not a GAA fan but you still do the final. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Kind of, you know I mean? uh, <laughs> no, because I actively engage in Christmas. I didn't actively engage in the final in any way. I just I took a notion that even I went, oh god, that was on today and Google. Huh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. So well, you know who won at least. Um, and, like, would you know, for example, like, have the dubs been more successful than Kerry in recent years? Would, would you not have just sent to that? 
the dubs have been hugely successful. <laughs> I think they did it five in a row and then they had two years off and then they had one. And then That's they had very a close, Luke, but it's good enough for me. Yeah. yeah. My point is that. But well, well, they had well, six in a row, didn't they? Correct. Yeah, they had yeah. six in a row. They did. And then the two. And then they had off. a few. They had a few just before this, didn't they? One, one just before the six ah, in a row. see, look now. I know things. I you, mean, like. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a reason okay. I win every quiz I participate Luke, well, I <laughs> played with them for a while. Uh, played with the Dublin senior team for a while. I'm not really that into it, but I scored a point in the final last year. Sorry, go Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what struck me, Luke, has given us the history that the Dubs have been uh, pretty damn successful in previous years but they celebrated this win like they hadn't won it in 20 years you know they were hopping skipping around the pitch and Buck Leppin you might even say you know there's great there's <laughs> I love that yeah. phrase Buck Leppin yeah there's great uh, footage of some of the players when, they, when the Jack McCaffrey when the cup was lifted and you just see him he's just losing the run of himself it's brilliant yeah, like, it's like, the, it was like it was their first one and they must be awful difficult to have like two years off you know after winning it six in a row I really feel for them well, that's <laughs> what I'm saying that's what I'm saying like you know it was, it was They've, they've only it was only 2020 they won it last which is three years ago and they won it in 2019 and in 2018 and Luke as you were very close to telling us before last Sunday they have won eight of the last 12 championships mm-hmm. yeah but whatever, for whatever reason this one meant a lot and it was it was good to see it I enjoyed it but lads I know how they feel do you? I do okay because I am giddy today Oh yeah, you've seen me before this recording. I was bucklepping around the studio myself. You yeah, are. I was. Out. You were buying everybody ice creams. <laughs> yeah, I tell you, flashing the wallet. Yeah, well, I tell you, lads, I think we should celebrate. Okay. Because even though he has been with us for eight of the last twelve podcasts, he hasn't. He hasn't been with us since we recorded here in May, which was three no, months ago. No, and this one, and this one just hits a bit different, doesn't it? Folks, me all is back. it feels it feels like winning the All Ireland. Here, you've done me dirty. Nobody else would even realise that I wasn't here. Nobody would give a hoot. And now you just called me the email. We got. Are you serious? Oh, I'm oh, telling outrageous. you. Where's me all? Yeah. I know. Don't Are you joking? Don't oh, yeah. listen to it anymore. Yeah. He's not there. Happy days. I'll yeah. take that. Thank so, you. So look, it's great to have you back. Thank did you miss you. us? Um, I did. Did I, you listen? Actually, did you listen to the last episode when you weren't involved? Yeah, but I can't remember much about it now. Ah, that's honest. such a horseshit <laughs> line. That's, oh yeah, I did. It's just it just escapes me right now. Uh, I definitely listened to it. What was it all about? Well, again? You asked us a me all on the streets question, and we had to answer it in your absence about slain. Oh, oh my God, lads! That feels like six months ago. Yeah. That's only a month. Yeah, that's right. A month and a few days. I have actually listened to that episode. I was actually worried there for a second. Right. <laughs> I was and what, did you, what, what did you think of our answers? Were they up to scratch or? Um, <laughs> to be take your time now. <laughs> yeah, take your time me, now and have a little think about it. I actually, I okay. Let me think. Let me think. He's thinking. Let me think. Have He's you ever been thinking. to Slane? What band would you like to see in Slane? I think we're your You questions. two. I did listen to it. You two, you two, you two. I, I actually was, had a conversation about that. I was this close to putting on the Girl From Ipanema elevator music while you were having your life. <laughs> I, <was there. laughs> I was getting worried there for a second because I was like, if I can't recall, because I, I did listen to it, but I was like, if I can't recall, this looks awful bad. I had a conversation about your obsession with you two and how it kind of... How you didn't, you, you kind of fell out of love with them oh, for really? a while. Yeah. But yeah right. I did listen, yeah. There you go. <laughs> Stop. Good, <laughs> okay, okay. Miss every now and I'm right in the corner again. <laughs> As always in this podcast. For me all. Yeah. Well, look, I'm happy to have you back. Yeah. Do you know? No, I'm, you're I, not. No, you're not. There's a butt coming here. There's no butt. Are you happy? I am happy, okay, man. Good, yeah, good, yeah, good, yeah, good, yeah. Good, good, good. I'm happy to be back. Thanks for good, having me. Good, good. And come here, tell us. <laughs> um, you, you sent a message into the WhatsApp group a few uh, weeks ago saying, me hall on the streets was going to be f- from a foreign land this time. Mm. Wow. 
Yeah. Is it? Is yeah. it actually? Are you excited, lads? It yeah. is. Have you listened to it, Rory? No, I don't ever. I no, because I don't give it to you. <laughs> I don't trust you. Yeah, it's funny. Everyone else gets to hear it. And I'm the only one that gets left in the dark. No, not everyone gets to hear it. Everyone has the choice to hear it beforehand. I don't, I don't, you do listen to it. Well, Karen, it's part of you? my job as the presenter of the show to, to know what's happening and to, and to create a script for the show. So I sort of have to listen to it. Michael. Luke, do you listen to them? Sometimes I do. I haven't listened to this one. Yeah, but see, I reckon, right, this is bullshit with Luke, right? Because I bet Luke's going to have a crack in answer to whatever question that you have. And they go, no, I didn't listen to it beforehand. I'm just incredibly intelligent. Really no, genuinely creative. haven't. I'm in here in my email. Look, to download it now. I believe you haven't In fairness, to this, this one, one you yet. can't really prepare a good answer, I don't mm. think. It's just going to be on the spot, a very good, honest answer on this question. Won't lie to me, Hall, my expectations are not incredibly high. <laughs> after you... After, after you, what? After you delivered the last second to me, Hall, on the quote-unquote streets from inside the warmth and safety of the Hawkswell Theatre. So I... <laughs> can I just say... I can only imagine where you are, what, on what fucking rough back street you're on this week. <laughs> I have put extra Probably work into this week. I've put extra work into this week and I want to just see Dean notice. I put a lot of extra work into the editing. Well, we better week. check it out then. Let's hear me all on the streets. Talking to your average Joes A random question he will pose What he'll ask one never knows What's your favourite movie? Savoury or fruity? Do you like a sushi? Oh, it's me all on the Well lads, what's the crack? Streets oh. How we I'm in a foreign land in a place called Monaghan. It's actually not too far from Sligo, but I cannot understand one word that the people on the streets are saying. I'm asking them to snog, marry, or avoid different types of potatoes. Boiled potatoes, mashed potatoes, or roast potatoes. Here's what they have to say. Right. I'd marry a mashed potato, I'd kiss a, but I'd kiss a roasted potato, and I'd, I'd avoid a... I'd avoid a boiled potato. That's the one. Avoid boiled potato, snog mashed potato, and marry roast potato. Uh, snog a roast potato, marry a mashed potato, and avoid a. Uh, what's the other one? Oh, right. Okay, <laughs> boiled yeah. potato. Avoid bo- uh, boiled potato, snog mashed potato, and marry a uh, roast potato. Which one's the best one? Alright, Mari roast is snog mash, avoid boiled. I'd marry the mashed potato, I'd snog the roasted potato, and I'd probably avoid the pulled potato. <laughs> it's me hole on the street. Lads, I don't know how I don't know how it came to me. I don't know how it came to me, right? It's a moment of genius. We were in Monaghan that day and I heard a Monaghan fella saying potato and I was like, how do I get this? And you said, I want to hear that again. Oh my god, a hundred million times. Oh, so oh my god. And do you know the thing about it? I cried listening to that and then I showed it to my family there last week and they were like Jeez, I don't find that funny at all. And then I was so worried coming into you, but I'm, I'm quite happy. Right. Do you want to answer the question? <laughs> I don't mind if you don't, to be honest. I, I'd answer that I question. I think we're, we're... Can I swap the question out a little bit, though? Because as soon as I recorded it, I regretted one part of the question. Okay. Instead of boiled, because I feel like everyone's going to say, forget about boiled. Yeah. Boiled, that was everyone is like boring. No, a nice flowery boiled rooster now is a beautiful thing with a little bit of butter. Yeah. Okay, can I change it anyway? Yeah. Yeah. Because baked potatoes are a lot better than boiled. So In your ad- opinion, Michal? 
But like, no, boys it changes. Are so boring. It changes the whole question. Okay, okay, <laughs> we keep we keep going. We keep going. Okay, boiled, mashed, or roast potato. Snog it, marry it, avoid it. Okay, which one are you going with, Rory? Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna snog the mashed potato because to marry a mashed potato, mashed potato comes in a lot of different forms. You know, sometimes it has lumps, sometimes it doesn't have lumps, sometimes it's too smooth. You don't know what you're getting. So for a quick little snog, I'll 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 put my coins in that purse, right? Okay. You know what I mean? I'll snog the mashed potato. What was the other two? Um, <laughs> I don't get boiled and roast. Right, I'm avoiding boiled because I just think, look, I I want an interest in life, and if that's what you can offer me, I'm going to avoid that. Which means I'm marrying. Roasties. Roasting. Now the problem with marrying roasties is that at some point you're going to have to break through the tough ex- exterior to get through to the soft inside. So I'd imagine to get on well with a roast. <laughs> 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 you have to do a lot of work to get in there. You know what I mean? I feel like marrying a roast potato is so dodgy because you're not always in the mood for roast potatoes. <laughs> But you're mostly in the mood for a mashed potato. Anyway, that's my opinion. I think it's well, possibly like ridiculous to think that you'll always be in the mood for your wife. <laughs> <laughs> a happy marriage is, is, probably, a happy marriage is, is probably taking them days where you're kind of fed up and just saying, tomorrow will come. It'll be fine. Everything will be better tomorrow. Karen. Oh, dear God. How do you top that? <laughs> Uh, I don't. I, I don't want to be the same. Like I, I have a feeling everyone's going to be the same. Like has everyone not just love roast potatoes more than anything else? Yeah. I no, love no. 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 Like I'm, I thought I was in our house, and I, most houses I've ever had a Sunday dinner. It's like roast potatoes is is it? That's if, what you want. If every roast week. potatoes are done well, yeah. But sometimes they're not done well. Do you, know, do you know if you boil a potato and then after you finish boiling them, put them in the pot, keep them in the pot and drain the water, shake them up so they go all kind of like uh, rough on the edges, then cover them in a little bit of oil and roast them then. It's not a little bit of oil though. It's a load of oil. On top of that. Yeah. You do. You boil them, you do the shaking, Yeah. then you get your, your, your tin yeah. and you, you lace it with oil. What about the goose fat though? That's the most important thing, no? What well, you can do it without goose fat. Hold goose on, fat, that's, what makes, that's what makes the roast potato. Bog standard boiled potatoes is what falls within the remit of the question. Not fecking goose fat and no, oil. These are roast no, potatoes. Roast potatoes or roast potatoes. Oh, I digress. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. Looks <laughs> obviously never cooked a roast potato in his life. Sorry, Karen. So no, I you just kind of zoned out a little bit there because I just heard potato so many times. <laughs> and my brain went melt like... Karen, what are you? Uh, it's it's, it's got to be a roasty for me. I'm you're so, marrying the roast. Ah, yeah, man. And then you're snogging. <laughs> I reckon he snogs a boil. Uh, yeah, I'd snog a boil. Yeah, just to just to shake it up, just to shake it up. Yeah, and, and then he, mash. Yeah, I, I you know I, I stand by that. Mash, mash is overrated. You have to rob. Oh, you have to rob so my answer. Yeah, mash is overrated. As mash is overrated. There you go. That's, right, there well, you have it. You better get yours out then. Well, so mine uh, my, is the same as Kieran's, but for kind of different reasons, right? right. Um, I I would snog the the boiled because they're just it's kind of boring. So I'm very happy for the boiled to be a one and done. See you later. You know, yeah. You didn't you, you didn't excite me, but I'll take yeah. you kind of when you're there, and yeah. you know whatever. I've had a couple of drinks. Yeah, it's two o'clock. Give me a fucking boiled spud, <laughs> and and you know. We all know the real action is when I go and get a curry cheese chip later anyway. So the boiled the boiled spot will do for that kind of a thing, you know? 
So <laughs> we know we all know the real action. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the, I'm slogging the boys, but and then I'm going to marry the uh, I'm going to marry the uh, the roast potato because I think the roast potato is kind of. Um, it's independent, and I think you know independence is very, very healthy in in a marriage. How's a roast potato? Because a roast, potato, because a roast, a roast potato. No, it's just that like a roast potato is kind of like. I suppose you can put me at the side of that uh, turkey and dinner if you want, or don't. Like I'm not really leave me on the tray. Someone will take. I'm not really fussed. Like put me over there and and. You know, just someone will have a little snack with me later. I was later, going to say, or, come eight o'clock in the evening, someone will want yeah, me. Yeah, no, the roast potato is kind of like grand. Look, we can, we can, we can do the, the, the fucking the, the turkey and ham with the cranberry and sauce, or fucking just stick me, stick me in a bit of a sandwich later or something. And like yeah. either way, like it's grand, and you know, there's nothing too, there's nothing too. Uh, it's comfortable in its own skin. It is comfortable in its own oh, skin. It's very comfortable Taylor. in its own skin. <laughs> Come round. And it's for the exact opposite reason that I would uh, avoid the mash. Because mash is clingy as fuck. No! Don't have any bacon and cabbage without me! No! A, a mash would be an incredibly clingy kind of a marriage. Or... Or the mash would be kind of, you give it the random snog and you'd be up eating the curry cheese chip and the mash would be looking at the window at you kind of going... Uh, why am I not in there? Why am I not in there? Do you know that it's actually you... only me inside them chips? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so that's, yeah, uh, that's my, I'd be avoiding the mash because the mash, I think, would just be very, very clingy and needy. Can I just say that was the greatest Mayhem on the Streets question of all time? Was... Roll the tapes. As they say in Love Island, roll the tapes. About five minutes ago, you just goes, that was the worst <laughs> question ever. I know it was. It was great. Well done. It was genius in the Monaghan accent. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's all it was. It wouldn't even be funny in Sligo. It wouldn't. <laughs> it was the potatoes. Potatoes, potatoes. I love potatoes. <laughs> Mayhem, good to have you back. Good to have you. Are you going to answer it, or are you are you just the questioner in this situation? Uh, just quickly, because I know everyone is listening. They're like, "Well, you shut up about potatoes." Uh, marry and mash, snog and roast. Good luck to boil potatoes. Why are you marrying mash? What's wrong with you? Because it's just a go-to. It's just it's for the same reasons that you safe. Wouldn't. You're marrying mash for safety. <laughs> yeah, it's it's an easy go-to. Like, yeah, I, I get it, man. I get it. All right. It's me all I wish, wish you luck with finding your easy go-to wife yeah. uh, over the next over the next few years. Just watch out for the lumps. <laughs> uh, okay, it's time uh, to move on to slightly uh, different Please. subject matter. P- possibly something serious now. Yeah, stage, possibly well. something um, um, a little bit more, a uh, little bit less potato-ish, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, it's time to welcome our special guest for the evening for the show. Um, it's a man I've known a very long time, played a hell of a lot of gigs with him. Um, a man who's had, uh, I guess, uh, a life-changing few months. Um, and uh, it's great to have him here, Mr. Ken MacDonald. Badumtish. Now, <laughs> i tell you what, Ken, first of all, Ken, I'll stop calling you Ken, first of all. Yeah, yeah. let's not do that. Tonto. Yes. Go on. Did you enjoy the All-Ireland Final? I, uh, who, who was that? That was... Uh, that was... Uh, I your, did. You I did, I'd say, say you I did. did. Yeah, I did. It was great. It goes back to, you'd remember thinking of back in the Hefo Army days where it was great, you know, rivalry between Kerry and Dublin. There would have been, and Kerry would have come out a lot on top. So it was great to see it. And 
Yeah, the right team won. Michal. Did you did you watch it here or in Dublin? <laughs> I watched it here. Is it different? I feel like it, the atmosphere up in Dublin would just be. Well, it was sink. at home, so okay. You know, it doesn't it make a difference. Yeah, but it was it was. Uh, if I had been in Dublin, I would have been in some pub somewhere. Yeah, so it would have been. <laughs> yeah, it would have been good crack. But I often found that when you're watching stuff like that, it, it's it's just being part of the environment and being being the fun part of it. You know, so mix it with the Kerry guys and the Dublin guys would be. That's what it's about, you know. Yeah. It's about the occasion, isn't it? It is. Yeah. It, it, it's yeah. absolutely. Like, yeah. I mean, it's it's as important as it comes. I mean, the point that you were making earlier on, some of those lads, that's their first time. And it was massive for them. We were looking at Clugs and what was it, his ninth? Yeah. You know, he still got a great amount of enjoyment out of it, yeah. but it was interesting to compare yeah. the two levels of celebration. You yeah. Know? It was, yeah. Yeah. They both, both were buzzed. Yeah. But the first one, wow, you know. Yeah. Never forget your first roast potato, shall we? <laughs> <laughs> so um, you were watching it at home on telly. Yeah. Um, am I correct in saying you've probably been spending quite a bit of time at home recently? I have. You yeah, have? Since, since the last couple of months, I have. Yeah. Indeed, yeah. So um, you, uh, you've, uh, I'm just going to ask that question again. Okay. Um, you looking over at me as if to say, edit that out, Luke. <laughs> 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 I'm looking where. What's the scissors doing going through the room? But okay, so your your you, your life changed, Ken. Um, in am I right? It was was it April, in, end of April, start of May. Basically on the the third of May. Yeah, and am I overstating it? Sorry, by saying your life changed, or how, am I overstating it by saying your life changed, or how, uh, how would you describe it? No, it definitely changed, but you don't realize it. In in as much, it's amazing. For people who don't know, I had a heart attack, what, what happened. And when I was having a heart attack, I didn't feel like I was having a heart attack. I thought it was indigestion, you know. Yeah. So um, anyway, make a long story short, I ended up in Sligo Hospital. And uh, my ECG was fine and the blood tests were fine. But there was, there was uh, one guy who was really, really good and he noticed that one of the enzymes slightly high so he wanted a heart team to have a look at it uh, I'm thinking at the time when it happened uh, I'd work on I had to you know get cover for teaching from in the school I'd, you know with gigs coming up and I was kind of thinking and I'll be out and I'll do this and all grand um, went down to Galway went over to Galway for an angiogram and they came back uh, it was it was really comforting in a way like words you know that were said to me was you know um, you're n- you're, it's nothing to do with stents you won't be getting stents and I'm thinking great I knew it was indigestion you know <laughs> and he says uh, no you, we're, we're going to recommend surgery and that's the only word I heard that was it you know so when the surgeon came down and he said uh, you know only I'm so young and so fit that's why they're recommending surgery there you go. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and I take it to myself, young and fit. Hey, that's hey. Yeah. So anyway, and that was what he said to the guy beside me. And then he turned to me and he <laughs> said, <laughs> "Sorry, yeah." The next bed wants to buy my slippers. <laughs> but he, uh, he, that's what he was saying there. So he said, "Take it that, uh, yeah, go for surgery." So okay, yeah, and what? And you said that you you just heard the word surgery. That's and, all I heard. And, and what? What? What was the feeling? Bang! I went, "Oh wow, what's yeah. what, what's happening here?" You know, yeah. um, everything kind of goes into a slow motion. Uh, you're t- you don't think then anymore about, you know, b- b- things that are unimportant. Right. You know, in comparison. Um, 
went in uh, then the, like the, the care and attention that you get is great up to the operation is phenomenal after the operation it's phenomenal but it's different they want you out mm. so uh, from the time that you have the operation to the time I was back in the chair beside the bed in the ward I had the operation on a Wednesday morning on the Thursday at one o'clock I was back in the chair by the bed and they had me walking at about five o'clock that Thursday and it was only 20 yards it was as if I played in the All-Ireland final you know mm, yeah. it was only 20 yards to do it but at the same time they want you out and they keep pushing you and pushing you uh, you take a you know a little bit more calmer you know the way you think of things um, you know you'll have the big it's not a big you know, uh, you know, reevaluation of life experience. You know, it's just that you kind of, you know, you're sitting back and you have plenty of time to think mm. about what it is you're going to do. And are you absolutely insane? <coughs> you know, uh, the distances you travel and what the stuff you do and the pressures you put yourself under. Just you know, chill because that really doesn't matter. You okay, know? yeah, it yeah, really doesn't matter. So that's 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 how you look at things now, having gone through this. Yeah, but I might yeah. just bring you back to 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 I, I suppose when you woke up or when you when you're after going through this. Yeah. As you say, it's like playing an All Ireland final. It's like being hit by a bus. I think you you <laughs> texted me at the time, um, and so 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 you wake up. Are you floored? Are you flattened? Are you? Uh, do you feel like you're you're twenty years older? How how does it feel when you it's wake a, up from something was, like that? Well, it was a weird one. Um, <coughs> pardon me. the 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 surgeon, when I met him, when he when he told me after the angiogram, and he basically, you know, and like everybody here knows me, you know, so he said, uh, "Now he says I'm going to talk, and you're not going to open your mouth until I've finished." Mm. So that is was the first major obstacle I had to overcome. <laughs> <laughs> but I did. And when he got to finish talking, he'd answered every question I had. And uh, I said, okay, let's, let's do this. If this is what you think is the right procedure to go for, do it. Where I'm coming from with this is that he said, now there's one thing he said that you'd be put under a general anaesthetic. I was never under one before. And apparently you don't wake up from a general anaesthetic. They wake you by giving you some concoction of drugs and whatever. And he said that as you get closer to full waking, he said, you'll want to, you know, you will wake up yourself and you'll look around the room and you'll see people. But you'll have this big bloody tube down your neck, you know, uh, so you'll be talking and you'll hear what it is you're saying to them. But no sound will be coming out. So you won't be talking. It's only in your head that you're talking. So uh, that happened. That actually yeah. happened? Oh, that happened, yeah. I'm kind of looking. I was trying to get their attention because you're lying flat on your back. You know, so like from years from playing drums, you have a bad back. I hate lying just totally flat on my back for whatever length of time it was. And I just wanted to say to somebody, you know, will you move me, please, you know? And um, I was saying this, but obviously I wasn't because they were totally ignoring me. And what, what uh, um, uh, Fabio... Bertasconi, I think was his name, was his, was his name, the surgeon's name. He said to me, he said, you can, it can actually, you may think, and I'm only telling you this, he says, you may think that you're dead and you'll panic because then you'll start ripping things out of you and we don't want that to happen. That's the only reason I'm telling you. And I'm sitting there trying to get their attention and of course, everybody was totally ignoring me. And then somebody turned around and they spotted me, you know, so they sorted me out. I said, Grant, so... 
Then wow. I, was in, I was in the ICU and the nurse said to me, she said, I was telling her the story. He said, wow, that's amazing. He says, how long do you think you were trying to get her attention? And I said, oh, it must have been a minute, two minutes, eight seconds. All right. It was eight seconds was all it was. And they copped, I was, I was doing something. And it was there. But in, to me, it was much longer. Everything just went into, you know, slow motion kind of thing. Yeah. And even that, though the doctor had kind of like, he'd warned you that that was going to happen. Yeah. When you're in that eight seconds or the minute or two, yeah. are you frustrated or like, are you kind of like, oh, this is happening. He said this was going to happen. Are you conscious enough to say they'll get me when I fully yeah. wake up. You yeah. know in your own head. That, yeah, I think that's why he did it, uh, he told me, you know, so that I didn't panic. Yeah. And then start ripping things and then you do damage <coughs> or whatever tubes they had shoved into me and whatever. Um, so at that point, I, I was kind of going, okay, like somebody's going to cop that I'm, you know, that I'm moving. It still, then, it still must did. be very difficult though when you do come around like that after being out of it to, um, to, put yourself back into your conscious mind hmm. as in to go like the immediate what I'm feeling is this but to try and think what the doctor said this and I'm like it's are you, are you actually conscious like in that situation as in are you having conscious thought of oh, okay I remember what the doctor said to me or is the whole thing just this weird surreal why is nobody listening to me experience it's very it's very surreal um, experience but I was I was aware I was conscious I did remember that he did say it to me and I did take on board and, and yeah. you know, you know, try and do what it was that he said. Because, you know, you're thinking, you don't know what else you're thinking. There's loads going on, but you just cannot make any sense of it mm-hmm. at, at this point in time. Do you know, the, all that I was focused on was, will somebody please move me? My back is killing me. He didn't care about the heart. He didn't care about anything else. You know, that's all. That's for another day. At mm-hmm. this point in time. I need somebody to move me now, you know. Um, is that the body fighting back? Is that your your will trying to fight to get back into, you know, what it is that you want to do? Who knows, mm. you know. But mm. it's it's um, yeah. It it they they brought me around then. And, it's just strange. And, and within four hours, you were up walking. Uh, within well, I was brought down to theatre at half past eight on the Wednesday morning, and at one thirty. On the Thursday afternoon, I was back in the ward. Uh, the operation is about five and a half, six hours. Then you're in the ICU, and why did you know? And was there, there was there any fear that the operation doesn't go well, or is is this just uh, is this is science so good now that it's like this is going to happen and it's going to work exactly as we hope it will? Or is there any fear, or do you have any fear, or do your family have any fear going into this surgery that you know this might not go well? You kind of cop that people, in talking to people before they went in and they were ringing me and wishing me well and whatever, and you knew that there was there was a, a, an element of risk, as there isn't without any operation. Um, I didn't get that. I deliberately put it in my mind that, no, I'm not going there. And you could sense from people if there was a negativity creeping in. Um, I didn't go there. I was I, I didn't go on Dr. Google. Like normally you'd, you'd go and you'd have a look. You know, I'd advise you, if anything happens, do not go on Dr. Google because you could have a pain in your toe and by the time you finish reading an article, you'll have the bubonic plague. Mm. Don't don't yeah. go there, you know. Yeah. Um, and I just said, you know, it, it's about, it was more into, you know, uh, the recovery of what was going on. So I focused on the recovery and how long that would take and looking at what it is that I had to do 
as the year is going on and writing off certain things that I have to do. And, you know, so that that's where I was coming from, and that's what I focused on. Okay. You know, I put I put uh, my own goals. I set my own goals. So it was never the case of that. You know, well, I'm going to say goodbye. For example, you know, I didn't say goodbye to to the family. You know, it was it was it, it wasn't a case of that. It was okay, lads. I'll see you, see you tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so I kept that very much, very much positive. Um, tough to do. When I was scheduled for the operation on the first date, um, and they told me the one sound you do not want to hear. I was going to ask you to tell this story. This must have been tough. Were you? Yeah, I was, yeah. Go on. He um, was the helicopter. Yeah. He said, the one sound you don't want to hear is a helicopter. You don't want to hear that. And I was kind of going, okay, you know. So I was already, I was in the gown, you know, the, the, the arse flapping gown, as they call it. <laughs> and the, the, all things, all prepared, everything ready to go and I heard the helicopter the helicopter landed and there were I was to go down this was in the afternoon it was good I was scheduled for the op for 12 o'clock and at about one o'clock um, the surgical team came down and they said no the operation's postponed because there was somebody obviously in the helicopter that needed the ICU bed that they couldn't give to me I thought I'd have my own ICU bed I thought it was an ICU bed for the heart and for cancer and for whatever. No, there's one ICU ward. And if you come in and you're, you're, you need that bed more than whoever, they get it and that's it. Um, it's weird with the heart thing. I wasn't sick. What happened to me was it was a heart attack and they discovered blockages. So I didn't get a bang. I didn't get a belt. I didn't get a shock. So there was no damage to the heart. So I wasn't sick. Now, they were piling stuff into me to make sure it wasn't going to get any worse. But... That took a bit out of me when I was told I wasn't going down for the for, because I was ready in my head. I was ready, and maybe that night I was a bit, you know, kind of going, okay, this isn't going to happen. It didn't happen for a reason, and then I just said, "Hold, cop yourself on here," you know, start focusing on right. When is it going to happen? And of course, I, any nurse that came in that I was li- that would listen to me, you know, oh, I was whinging and moaning, and I was mm. God, Jesus, this mm. is terrible, or whatever, mm-hmm. hoping that they'd push me up that list quicker. Yeah, mm. yeah. Um, but eventually, then they said, right, it was going to happen on the Wednesday, and I just started over after the weekend because nothing happens in a weekend. Yeah. Um, so you have the weekend to get through, but after that, then it was back into okay. Well, I'll be done on the Wednesday and. You know, will I get out to do, uh, you know, there was a gig coming up and will I get out for that and other things. So you just try and look forward. And I felt that was good, you know. A, okay. a, a friend lent me a book, which was a very good read. Good. You know, there was stuff in that um, that I took, that I took on board. Just stay positive, yeah. you know. Don't and let the, the negativity get in there. <coughs> that can cause you a lot, a lot of grief, you know. Was it, is it a, is it, um, is it a scary thing because you you know you've had this I suppose this this incident this experience you've had a heart attack not not a, a massive kind of hit me in the chest heart attack but you've had a heart attack nonetheless and now these problems are flagged and is it a scary thing to kind of that period of time between the heart attack and the surgery where you're very aware that um, my my body is on a bit of a a bit of a cliff edge here, or, or do you know what I mean? Is there a kind of a fear that something worse might happen, or 
Is it? A, is I suppose is it, is it a scary realization to come to that? Jesus, this stuff is going on with my body, and I've got to wait for whatever. Wait for a surgery, you know. The well, the realization that comes in is that uh, you know, two two years of you know living is what they call it. They didn't blame it on one thing or the other. The one thing that they did say, which was surprisingly enough, um, which has only been discovered in recent times, is stress. Yeah. And they said stress is, is the silent killer in so many different ways. And they say that, you know, things stress you, can stress us out. We may not be aware of them. We may not be aware. Um, uh, to, and answering your question, it, it, it's, you're aware that you, life changes have to be made. Yeah. But they're for the, they're, they're, they're for the better. You know, they're, like if you were sat down and you were told to, you know, you should eat more vegetables, you should exercise more and, you, you know, maybe have one less pint and maybe, you know, we'd all do that, you know, and some of us do that without having this going on. One of the, one of the, uh, a friend knocked in the door, gas man, real dub, you know, gas man. And he said, um, when I was telling him the story, and he said, oh, you won the lotto, you won the lotto, you know, and that was a great way to put it mm. because, Thinking of driving, if I was driving and I got a belt and I had kids in the car, I could have gone in front of a truck. I could have pulled into a wall. We've read stories. We've all heard horrible stories where where this kind of thing has kicked in. Um, that didn't happen to me. Mm. It, you know, it was as if I was given a massive warning. Yeah, and I acted on that warning. Um, and then as a result, they were able to do corrective stuff. And it came out. I was I thinking again, having a positive attitude, going into anything like this, you know, get that attitude positive. Look on what's going to happen when you do, you know, all the stuff that they're recommending you do. Like, look at it this way. I've come out with a, with a, you know, with the bypasses, quadruple bypass. And everything is good. It's up to me to keep it good. Now, I can go out and go back to the way, you know, eating 15 Chinese, Curry chips and cheese, <laughs> most potatoes and all of this kind of thing, you know. But it's, uh, you know, you didn't mention baked potatoes. That's another question. <laughs> um, uh, but, you know, but you just take things. You can do, I can have a glass of wine, I can have a pint and whatever. You just don't do it every night and you don't have 10 pints a night and you don't have, you know, red meat every day and you don't. They just basically, basically, basically. If I look after myself, as the surgeon said to me, which I thought was quite funny, when I asked him how long will this last in a, as opposed to a stent, he said, oh, it'll see you out. <laughs> I said, yeah, I'll take him. I'll take him for that. You know? Lovely. I'll Lovely. take him for that. Yeah, you know? yeah. Okay. So, um, obviously that uh, experience of the helicopter coming in yeah. and the, the surgery put, being put back was, was tough. Since you moved home, since you got out of hospital, and that's that's probably two months ago now, or it's... I got out on the 31st of May. 31st of May. 31st Today's of the May 1st of August. Two months ago, yeah. Um, so, uh, has that been tough? Because you have had to, uh, I guess, rehabilitate. You've had to do very little. You've had to be disciplined in terms of, um, you know, not doing much. Has there been anything in that period of time that's that's been really hard for you? That's that's um, that was probably the toughest. Right. Um, when you come out, they literally tell you you do nothing. It's not do little. It's mm. do nothing. Do absolutely nothing. You have to sleep in your back because your your chest, obviously, with the nature of how they actually get to your heart, you know. 
Um, you have to sleep in your back when you when you cough, it hurts. Uh, you can't lift anything. You can't, you know, lifting anything would be a, would be a half full kettle. You know, with a kettle with a with a cup in it would be enough. Yeah. Um, you can't, you know, you, you walking. You have to start walking maybe five minutes a day, and that takes it out of you. You know, uh, it's just like as <laughs> yeah, that is the toughest part. You know, and you you get into reading something, you read a page, you're asleep. You know, you have no energy, you're totally zonked. But every day is noticeably better. And that's a weird feeling. So then you get to the point of where it is that I am now, where I feel top of the world, but I still can't do as much as I feel that I'm able to. So you have to be careful of that, as they're telling me. And for once in my life, I'm really doing what I've been told, you know, as, as the... the Great Louis Stewart jazz guitar player once said, to, "You know, don't do nothing, lads. You know, just sit there. And it's very hard just yeah. to do nothing and sit there. Yeah. If you want to get up and do something, and you can't, but then you just build it slowly, but slowly, but slowly. I was chatting to you earlier about, you know, getting back to to, you know, you set your own goals for when you want to get back and play. So I have my own goals set back and play and take it just a step at a time." To, to get yourself there, yeah. you know, with the great help that they give you. There's, there is, you know, a support system that they they tell me that I have to go on um, uh, through Sligo uh, uh, Cardiac Services. Um, it's a rehab thing over 10 weeks. But unfortunately, it, that doesn't start <laughs> as quick as I want it to start, you know. So we'll just, we'll just do our own thing there. But the last uh, two months sitting around, it would it would really it would really drive you mad right. you know it would really drive you mad you know yeah. but this yeah. you know i've never read as much since yeah. since school yeah 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 <laughs> but you're through it you know you've done those two months done it it's yeah. there it's yeah. going to get it's easier there. again you're thinking again you're looking at you know people ringing you <laughs> and talking to you and you know they, they you calling in to see it and you know, it's amazing you know the difference that that makes you know and every one of them i'd have to say um was positive. Everybody was really, really positive, you know. So, you know, remaining positive, staying positive is, is the key. You know, if there's one thing I learned out of all of this, you know, that I'll bring into the, the rest of my long life, I hope. Indeed. Uh, is, yeah, be positive. Just, you know, even if it's going to go wrong, be positive that it's going to go wrong. It's better than, don't, don't bring negativity into your life. Leave, mm. be positive with it, yeah. Okay, it means okay. Lot, you know. Great. Well, look, um, thank you for coming in and well, telling us guys. your story. Uh, it's, I don't know how you feel, lads. That was amazing, Todd. Yeah. 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 It's a story, man. It, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it is, yeah. Yeah. You, you know, you hear, obviously you hear lots of stories about such and such at this game, but it's not often you actually get to sit and have a very kind of no holds barred conversation with somebody who's actually been through something like that. It's yeah, you know. But I can feel that from you. Like I can feel. I don't know. I can nearly feel the zen in you. Just yeah, you know. Take yeah. it as it comes. Positive. Like I don't know. It's kind of radiating from here or something. I feel calmer just from sitting here beside you or something. <laughs> <laughs> Stay off the curry chips, little. <laughs> Have you, potato, have you, potato, potato, potato. Have you one um, one major reflection 
or one major lesson that you've taken from all this? I know you've spoken a lot about positivity. You've spoken about changes you're going to make in your life. Is there something that you'd like to, something you, th- you feel people need to know or people, or, or, or yeah, anything you feel is important to share about what you've been through just before we finish? That'd be, be a few, but I'd, I'd have to consult my attorney before. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, the one thing, I mean it, is, uh, you know, this, look, life is for living. You know, do I regret anything I did that got me to this point? No, uh, definitely not. Um, if don't don't stress about the small stuff. Don't worry about stuff you can do nothing about. You know, if you can do something about it, do something about it, and be positive about it. Let the rest of it go. You know, that's 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 the one thing that came out going forward. That's that's what I'm going to do. You know, there's little things in all our lives that stress us. Uh, maybe we don't realise it. Maybe we don't know that that stress is that it is a stress. It could be worrying, you know, about anything, you know. But little things they all build up. You know, it's like if you save a penny a day, they build into pounds. They build into hundreds. Of little worries build into big worries. Mm. Let them go. Just let it go. Stress free. That's the way. There we are. That's it. Be like Elsa, lads. Let it go. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> I like that. I it was, like that. It was, it was so high quality. It was a really high quality interview. That, that was in my head. I was actually thinking, I was saying, why did I say those words? Let it go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. Any parents with children of a certain age <laughs> yeah. have nightmares about that song. But anyway, Tonto. Thank you. Fair boys. play to you. Thanks for coming in and the best of luck with the rest of your recovery. And we look forward to uh, to playing lots of music with you again very soon. We'll get there. We will, we will get there. Well, thank you uh, once again to Tonto for coming in and sharing that story with us. Um, we hope uh, some of you guys out there enjoyed it and and found it um, interesting and inspiring uh, because uh, I think we all certainly did here in the studio, lads. Certainly. Um Before we get to this month's Rory Recommends, I want to talk a little bit about last month's Rory Recommends because uh, last month's Rory recommended that the four of us do a Brazilian jiu-jitsu beginner's course. Mm. Yeah, beginner's class. Beginner's class. class. Okay, one class. And you possibly uh, felt, I think, afterwards that you maybe got some lukewarm responses from... from Uh, It fell flat on its face. It's actually part of my recommendation this week is how flat that fell on its face. Oh, I did it. Huh? Did you? I've been going to jiu-jitsu all month. (laughs) I, I have been doing the jit out of that suit all month long. <laughs> I have. Uh, sure, Luke. Um, we believe I you. I always do Roy's recommendations. We believe you. But, but Michal, now that we have you in studio, there's been some pretty big talk out of you in the WhatsApp group. Yeah, there's been some massive talk about out of you, this, About this Brazilian yeah. jiu-jitsu class. I told you I listened to last month's episode, by the way. Yes. I told you. <laughs> now, yeah. there's just your proof. Post that in your pocket. just took you a while it. to remember. Yeah. <laughs> So, what's your point of view? What, would you like to share this? I know it was private in the in the in the in the Lamplight WhatsApp group, but I think I think you should share it with the listeners because you felt very strongly about this. I can't remember what I said to you, but ye are weak. <laughs> Come with me and Rory. We're going to do. Oh, it so you're going to do it. One hundred percent. We all are doing it. Like this is a team effort. It's not just me and Rory. Thank you, me Rory and I. Woo! It's you two coming along with us. We have to try different things in life. Don't you try and motivate me with fucking grammatically correct. I was, I was sitting there going, ah, yeah, and, you know, me and Rory. And the second you said Rory and I, I went, oh, I'm oh, on the back foot again. Oh, I'm ready, ready to go. go. Let's go fight. What's, what's stopping you? Well, the fact that uh, no one is 
give me give me a date. So look, it's so hard to get motivated with you, right? To organize these things. <laughs> because I come in, guns blazing, I have a perfect idea. I mean, it's rock solid. And I I lay it out there. I, I look at you with glee on my face for a response of yes, Rory. We can't wait to try this new experience. And I met with two glum lads, like I've just shot their puppy in front of them. <laughs> kind of like, uh, maybe if you want. So I haven't said a date. It's Becky, that's why. No, in fairness, no. I no, listen, I I mean this genuinely, right? I would I actually would do it. It's just that I, I just don't want to. <laughs> Luke, I think you're getting too old. You're only, what, like 30-ish? Like, you sound, like, so bloody old and so, like, I'm done with life. Come on and try something different with us. For a change. Fair enough. You're so stuck in your ways, man. You're so stuck in your ways. Make it easy for me. (laughs) We're sick of it. I'm sorry. Like, I never snap on this podcast, but I'm so sick of you. Come on. (laughs) Do something with us for a change. Like, come on. You can't hide behind it forever. Like, when Rory has just put something on a plate for you, just eat it up. Eat your roast potatoes. Eat your mashed potatoes. Eat your boiled potatoes. Come and do something with us. Come on. Same for you, Kieran, but less so because, in fairness, like, he's afraid of you. <laughs> I like Kieran. No. What, I like what Kieran. he was about to say was, same for you, Kieran, but less so because you haven't given me, like, spades and bucketfuls of abuse a on brief. this podcast yes. for the last three months. I think you might have been building, building that up inside. Does it feel better now to let that out of you? Does it feel better to have that little release? It won't feel better until you actually come and do it. Well. Try and so make it easy for me. Organise it. Make Seriously, a date. set a date. I will definitely do it. Yeah. Yeah. I believe you. I know cool. that if it's organised, I know. Okay, are we just picking a random date? No, we can't do that because I have to get a qualified instructor to teach us. Well, okay. not now, but when we when we finish the podcast, go off and organise it, and I'll come with you. I will organise it. We will organise it. Yes, and we'll we'll tell them what it is, and we'll just go and do it. I'm busy that day, actually. I bet. I bet. Don't know it's what day time it is, but we have a commitment from three of us. Ah, you have a commitment from me too. Oh, Yo! let's get on with Rory recommends. Out of the park, home run. Right, let's go. Shut let's up. Go, let's go, let's go, let's <laughs> go. If your life is feeling grey, like a dull and cloudy day, we can chase your blues away. Roman recommend you something to defend you. On the bottom, not offend you. Also fix your hairdo. It's Rory recommends. Okay, so this kind that kind of destroyed the start of my Rory recommends this week, but I'm going to continue with what I had planned for Rory recommends. Improvise, man. Oh, here we go. Improv city. Whew. Okay, someone in place? No. Okay, so jiu-jitsu <laughs> school. Okay, so I looked back, I reflected on some of Rory recommends over the last couple of months, and I feel like the quality of Rory recommends had dipped. And now I, I personally like all the things, yeah. but you'll remember a few months ago, I suggested that people sit down and watch Chimp Empire. So listeners of the, uh, avid listeners of the podcast would remember that. I experienced some extreme levels of hate about that. I, I, was, I got three full messages about it. None of them positive. So the first two were, I can't believe I sat through six episodes that what a load of whatever. It's all right, well, it just wasn't for you. And then long-time listener and friend of the podcast, famous Dave Flynn, texts me to say that he had nestled in uh, with, uh, I think his partner, in his new house to watch this show uh, and said that he was just so off-put by the sound of a chimp breastfeeding 
that he couldn't watch it anymore, which I found hilarious at the time. And then I went back and looked for it. And to be fair, right, when, when we make films, we can't capture all the sounds. So you have to do some of the sounds in post. And I was looking for that. But then I started to listen to the sound design and Dave's a musician. So that's probably his ear is better tuned to that. And as I started to listen to the sound design, I went, oh, it's a bit ropey at times. So I was like, OK, that that's now got a little bit of low quality aspect to it. Then I come in and go, right, we'll change tack. Chimps didn't work. Let's go fighting. <laughs> you didn't like that, right? That fell flat on its face. Thankfully, Michal came back on board and just fought my corner really hard, man. I appreciate that. Thanks. So I much. got you, man. Uh, so this, so I thought, right, they've fallen flat on their face. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give two recommendations. This two. Week. Yep. You <laughs> listeners in for a treat. I'm giving two this week, but I'm going back to my roots. What do I know? Or currently, what do I know? Because like where my focus is at the minute is storytelling. I says, okay, can I bring the people two interesting stories told in an interesting way that they can look at or watch or listen to in their own time? And hopefully this will, this will go better. Okay, so we recently shot a short film myself and my production company, but the short film, the timelines are all, all over the place. And I love that. I love when timelines are weird and stories are told in weird ways. And it got me thinking, what can I recommend? So the first thing I'm going to recommend is a podcast. And the podcast is called Sweet Bobby. Has anyone come across this? No. Okay. I love this because they've taken a story that's been told an awful lot recently in pop culture. But they've found a way. So they've found a way to make it like really modern or really interesting or to take the mistakes that other people that told this story, uh, the mistakes that they stumbled across and they fixed all them. So it's a catfishing story and catfishing stories have been really popular, but they're always told the same way, right? We, we kind of go on the journey that the victim goes on. We mm. learn the story in nearly the same way that they learned it. They got this text, fell in love with this person. This person got some leverage yeah. on them and started to coercively control them and took over their life. And then we find out, oh, it actually yeah. wasn't that person you were in love with. It's it, kind of like watching a Hallmark movie. Yeah. You know, the plot isn't the, you know the plot. You know the plot, yeah. but it's just, yeah, they're going to put in different parts. Yeah. This is brilliant. This is from, um, uh, I'm going to have to think of the studio name. Turquoise Studios, I think. And it's brilliant. You can find it on Spotify. It's called Sweet Bobby. But what they do is it's a six-part series. But the first three episodes are the catfish story. And in the very first episode, they say, the person that she's texting is not the real person. It's this person. And they tell you nearly the story backwards in the first three episodes to how it kind of, what was happening. And they build this world. But the first three episodes are what the investigative journalists know. And then you go in real time in an investigation with them to find out why and who were all these parts and all the questions that you get left with at the end of a normal catfishing story. They say, feck it, we're not done. We're going to go and find out. So that's that's a different take and a different way to tell that story. So if you're listening to our podcast and your house isn't clean yet or your walk's not done yet or you haven't finished driving to Dublin, and you're like, what will I do after I listen to In the Lamp? Like, oh my God, it'll be another month. Listen to Sweet Bobby. It's a great podcast and you'll enjoy it. So that's number one. And then I thought, right, I'm going to hit them with a double whammy on the same theme, different stories. But this is a film now. So this is for your house is clean or you have got back from Dublin or your walk is done. And now you have a cup of tea and you want something to watch. This film 
is friggin' brilliant. Mm. Okay, and you may have seen this. Careful it won, now. It won. Yeah, that's right. Uh, it won Palme d'Or in Cannes. So for anyone who doesn't know what that is, in Cannes Film Festival, one of the most revered film festivals in the world, Palme d'Or is the most prestigious award you can win. It's like winning Best Picture at the Oscars. It's right up there. It's a really prestigious award and they won it. And I know why. It's because how they've told the story. The story is, is so normal. It's such a normal story. But they've... Sorry, have I told the name of the no, film? No, yeah, sorry, the film. <laughs> Anytime, is, no. Yeah, sorry, the film <laughs> is called Triangle of Sadness. Don't know if any of you came across it. The reason this film won uh, Pam Dor is because it's doing something that's very uh, rich in film culture at the minute, which is genre blending. So genre blending, You, if anyone saw Parasite, which won Best Picture 2019 Oscars, Parasite starts off as a comedy and then it becomes a thriller and then it becomes a horror and then it becomes a thriller and then, so it, it flips constantly. What this film done, which I think is brilliant, is it broke its film into three acts. The acts are so easy to spot because they put a title in that says this is a different act. And the three acts are all done in different genres. And it's so clever and it's, it, they've taken a normal story and they've told it in the most creative way. So if you want to see how to tell a story creatively, watch Triangle of Sadness. It's on uh, Amazon Prime at the minute and it's for rent for $7.99 on YouTube. So have a look at it. There's your two recommendations. <coughs> and I don't want to hear nothing from nobody about how you didn't enjoy it. If you watched Chimp Empire and you got five episodes in and you thought it was crap, don't keep watching. It's not my fault. I was <laughs> there, right? Yeah, Dave Flynn. Yeah, Dave, at Dave, Dave Flynn. Flynn. All right. And I didn't do the sound, Dave. All right. I'm a pictures guy. <laughs> Speaking of Dave Flynn, Dave features on our song, uh, which we are going to wrap up this episode with. Um, thank you, Rory, though, for the double whammy. No bother, and for the effort that went into that. No worries. You know, I think, I think, I think you can be proud of your recommendations. I don't want this. You know, we heard, we heard uh, the message from Tonto. Don't stress about the small things. It <laughs> yeah. sounds like you've been stressing about your recommendations, man. Don't worry, they've been good. Thank you so much, they've been really yeah. good, yeah. yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah. You just keep at it, and, and the double, <laughs> the double is a is a bonus, you know. And I'm sure our listeners are very grateful to you. Yeah, well, you're welcome, listeners. Yeah, I, yeah. I do it for you. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so we'll go back to this song. Um, <laughs> this song uh, is called. Um, it's from Not a Theme Night, which we recorded uh, in February 2021. Um. It is a song written by Steve Wickham and Mike Scott. Steve sang it and played a bit of fiddle on it, uh, as did Neve Crowley. It also features Eddie Lee, uh, Shami O'Dowd, our own Luke, myself, and our special guest today, Mr. Ken MacDonald on drums. It's called Saints and Angels. And as Tonto said to me before the episode started, he said, well, at least I'm not going to meet any of them anytime soon. And here's to that. Here's to uh, that. This is Saints and Angels, uh, Steve Wickham's song, featuring Ken McDonald on drums. We will see you next month, ladies and gentlemen.
and her paths rarely cross and we do Saints, angels watch. 